0: Black Thought is one of the greatest MCs of all time, period. And I've known him since before his first album. I met The Roots in the summer of 92 in Philly when they were a four-piece band called The Square Roots. And that summer, they were playing on street corners in Philly and building their chops. And you could tell even then that Black Thought was going to be a beast. He was then an incredible rapper, and he was constantly working at his craft. There was no plan B for him. But how could there be? He's a generational talent. He's a lyrical monster. His flows are smooth. He's brilliant. He's an unabashedly intelligent streetwise super rapper with an incredible sounding voice. The depth of his tones can make anything sound great. And the man is dedicated to his craft and dedicated to the culture. He's an MC who has helped push the culture forward. And he wants modern MCs to raise the bar as combat jack would say is there a book that you've read that you wish all mcs would read
1: mm. yeah the uh the uh, webster dictionary <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute you've read the dictionary <laughs> i mean uh, not cover to cover but i mean you know but
0: black thought kind of feels like he's surrounded by a world of millennial rappers who are letting the culture down.
1: There are people who are who are vocalists who go into the booth and you know, don't use any words. Yep, Nothing, <laughs> no audible words, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, mumbling.
0: Black Thought has a lot to say in this interview about millennial rappers and how he's not a big fan of hip-hop nowadays. That kind of blew my mind, even though it didn't really surprise me. But still, damn, when a seminal MC looks at the culture and says, eh... That's heavy. But this is a man in the midst of massive success. A legendary musician and a Hollywood actor who's part of one of the biggest shows on TV, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And despite all of that, he still thinks a lot about the teenage boy he was, a teenager who felt despair.
1: You would ask me what I was, what I saw myself doing at 25 or 30 when I was 15. I couldn't see myself you know, still being here on this earth just because... Who, who who lived to be that old?
0: A teenager who knew great loss.
1: Both both my parents were murder, murder victims. My father, uh, when I was super young, like uh, before I turned two, and my mother, uh, when I was 16 years old.
0: That person seems to be a big part of Black Thoughts music, even to today. <laughs> this is a Toray Show, and I'm Toray, and on this show, I speak to successful people about success and Today, it's a special episode. I interviewed Black Thought on stage at the Brooklyn Museum in front of a few hundred people who were there for the Brooklyn Conference. We talk a lot about what it means to be a great MC and how to practice and what the essential elements of MCing are and how much thought loves words. But we start by talking about hip hop and art and protest and Trump, but quickly move into Thought's blistering criticism of the current generation of rappers. If art, and I want to talk about art with you today, thought, um, if art is about making change happen, hip-hop definitely fits in squarely within that. Since day one, hip-hop has been political, it's been aggressive, it was... At first, it was very critical of Reagan, then of Bush, lightly of Clinton, (laughs) Um, and but now we're in a really special era, right? A special (laughs) challenge for the nation. I mean, it's funny, but I'm serious. We are in an ongoing national emergency. We just don't act like it every day. But hip hop has historically been a space where folks would warn, would send out ideas around, look out for this. These are the attitudes we need to have in terms of resistance to a Reagan, a Bush, and now a Trump. So is there a responsibility, is there an opportunity that rappers have in this moment uh, to to shine a light, to sound an alarm, to tell people how to respond in this moment of Trump?
1: Um, You know, I feel like, and we were just talking about this, about uh, hip-hop. I feel like uh, that's the job of hip hop. That that's always been sort of the you know, one of the, the, the mission statements of, of hip hop is to be to be informative uh, in that way, and to sort of uh, you know be that sounding board and, 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 and you know, re- reflect the times and you know to to be critical of, of the culture. In that way, but I think what the music has evolved, into, just in the business has evolved into at this point is um, is more pop than hip hop, and I don't know that the the responsibility of the pop artist has always been you know the same. I don't know if uh, you know the the mission of the pop artist uh, began at, at the same way that the the mission of the of the hip the hip hop artist uh, did.
0: And you uh, feel a lot of distance from that group, right? They, they, yeah. You're like they're they're not doing the same thing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely I feel yeah a, a lot of distance. I, I feel like uh, you know, the music, the the hip the rap music, uh, or the hip hop music of of the millennial is um you know, there's much about it that, that I don't really understand. And I, I was as I was saying, I feel like it's because it's not for me. Like it's not. You know, being created with my you know, sensibility taken into consideration.
0: Right. right. When uh, we were twenty-five, we didn't care what forty-five-year-old people yeah, thought. exactly. And now we're on the other side of that equation. Yeah. Yep.
1: It's true. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, when I was when I was a young person, nineteen, twenty, I didn't care what forty-five-year-old people thought. And you, know, and that the same thing could be said about people who. You know, uh, created and, and and who who championed uh, you know, the jazz era, you know, b- before us. Like, but when,
0: is it just a function of age, or is the millennial rapper doing something fundamentally different that you, as a hip hop purist, is like,
1: mm, nah, that's not it. Well, yeah. Well, you know, one thing that the millennial rapper is is doing, and it, not this isn't across the board. Um, you know, every millennial rapper do, doesn't do this, but lots of them. Um, you know, have abandoned uh, words, like have abandoned. You know they don't they don't use words. Which um, it, some some of the folks
0: may be receiving hip hop through their kids or what have you. So can you give them just an example of what you mean by hip hop without using words?
1: I mean hip hop without using words. I mean like literally. <laughs> There's there are people who are who are vocalists. Who go into the booth and you know don't use any words? Nothing, no audible word. You know what I mean? It's just you know mumbling. And there's uh, the mumble rap thing. Is something that I I I was kind of the first person to do. Okay. But I did it in jest. You know what I mean? And I did it you know just for a chorus. You know. Or, of a song where I did rap. I, there were like three verses, and then the chorus would be... And the name of the song was Don't Say Nothing. So it was about not saying anything, and I feel like that has become uh, the standard.
0: <laughs> to to flip to the other direction, because I want to talk about emceeing in a as granular a level as I can get as a non-musician. Um, You are in love with words and specific words. And we were just talking about algorithm as a word that just sort of appeared to you. They're like, I want to use this. And you're trying to figure out for a week how can I work algorithm into a rhyme? Yeah. I mean, tell them about
1: Um, about that. I mean, yeah, you know, me being from that generation uh, of the the hip hopper, the the artist who was, you know, super conscious about uh, wit. And, uh, you know, cleverness when when, 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 when writing a, a song. Um, yeah, sometimes a word will just come to me that I'll be, uh, you know, I'll just set my sights on using. It's like I don't know how I'm going to use this word or this phrase or this idiom or whatever, how I'm going to, you know, make reference to it, but I'm going to. And... Uh, you know, I'm like I'm constantly working on some verse, or you know, just putting together lines. Th- these words work together. You know, what I mean, these lines sort of rhyme. And um, what did you
0: rhyme algorithm with?
1: Oh yeah, I took I I had to make up a word, kind of, to get me to that algorithm. See, first I was thinking algorithm algorithm. Um, I should I should call alchemist. And tell him that you know he should do a, a project or a song called Algorithms. And I was like, nah, I'm not giving him that shit.
0: And and, and you and you were focused on a sound and meaning.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know for me, it's um, it's as much about the you know the flow of the syllables as the as it's about the word that they create. Okay. So yeah. So how I got to sorry how I got to the algorithm line. I um I started you know. I guess talking about my origins, Mm -hmm. and I like to kind of set the tone uh, so that my verses uh, are are, vivid, like a a, a visual sort of of narrative. So I said, um, what did I say? I said, "Things things we've lost in the fire, the drive, the desire to perform on a higher plateau. I'm at a rap show lost in the mire, wondering how we got so far from inspired. Um, And I say, uh, back when photos were sepia-toned and a record player was something you would keep in your home, the night traveler, the meaning of Tariq, he was known for the exemplary performance, uniquely his own, making the 21-pound for some a newfound religion. When money's put down, there's only one sound that makes OGs and young lions equally proud to listen, the secret Amalgamism of algorithm. Amalgamism. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. How long did it take you to write that? Um, I've been working on it like the past week or so. Is, so that,
0: is it normal like a week for a verse?
1: Um, it's some sometimes it, it'll be ten minutes for a verse, or a song will write itself. But you know, um, I try to always be working on something. And whenever uh, I hear a word or I, I'm inspired by something that I might want to revisit later, uh, I make it a point to, to write it down.
0: I can very clearly say what are the elements that a professional baseball player must master? He's got to throw, he's got to catch, he's got to hit, right? He's got to run. What are the elements of an MC that, 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 that to be a great MC, what, what, are those, what would be a five tool or six tool? What would, what would we be talking about?
1: Um, I mean, I think to be a great MC, you have to be, uh, you know, obviously knowledgeable of uh, the English vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, you need to be conscious of of uh, the the quality of, of your craft. You know. What do you mean the quality of your? craft? Uh, well, you know, you need to it, your 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 craft like the 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 your your your. Skill. Your level of skill should matter. It has to matter to you in order to be an MC. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you know, you can't be an MC and say, "Man, I don't even, I don't even you know, write this shit." You know what I mean? I don't even, uh, you know, I don't even. I ain't a rapper, man. I don't even be rapping. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, it, which I feel like uh, for some some newer some of the newer artists, that's that's what they pride themselves in, you mm. know? and not in in being the antithesis to what what we call uh in in, in MC. you know um I feel like you need to be able to uh perform um, in front of people you need to uh be able to to make the the English language work for you like in that way the the, the amalgamism thing you know some people might say, oh you made that word up but you, you kind of know what it means and there's something to be said about a person who can make up a word, Oh, that's dope. you know, and still convey uh, its its meaning to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like those, these are all uh, uh, skills that an N- MC should kind of possess. Um, you know, breath control, um, you know, is 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 another huge one. But yeah, I mean, I think it, more than anything, you, you need to you need to uh, be read, be, be well read. And, and to no, you don't. You don't. You don't need to be. You just need to be knowledgeable of of words and, and how they fit together, and knowledgeable of uh, how to set a scene and, and, and tell a story.
0: We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door, thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick. Is there a book that you've read that you wish
1: all MCs would read? Mm. Yeah, the uh, the uh, Webster Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. You've read the dictionary? <laughs> I mean, nah, uh, not cover to cover. But, I mean, you know, I think... I Maybe, mean, um, like, Malcolm in prison, like, Howard work. Yeah. Well, I'm... Yeah. A book that I think, that I wish every rapper would read. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just wish, you know, rappers would read more.
0: (laughs) When you reference breathing, I heard some giggling, but that's an extraordinarily important part of it. And circular breathing is a critical uh, tool for rappers to be able to rap longer than a normal person would be able to talk. Right. So talk about what is circular breathing and how do you employ it?
1: Um, circular breathing is 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 uh, it's just that. It's like rationing out. Not even circular breathing is uh, is breathing from the, the diaphragm, as opposed to from the chest, and it's uh, you know reaching deeper into one's uh, self in order to project us, you know sound. And uh, it's uh, a technique used by orators and uh, you know, vocalists, singers, uh, you know, people who sing uh, in the opera, as well as you know people, who, just public speakers. So, um, and what does it allow you to do? I mean, it allows you to articulate uh, without losing your breath, and it allows you to resonate uh, sonically with everyone in the room in, in a different way. It, it, you know, it gives you a, a, it gives depth and dimension to, uh, the, 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 the voice. Are you doing it now? No. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Who are some
0: orators outside of hip hop who have inspired you or helped you see like, that's the kind of vocal artist I want to be.
1: Famous or not famous? Ah, oh, man. Oh, that's a that's that's a tough one. Um, I mean, you know, most people like old uh, uh, pastors of of, yeah. of you know, like Baptist ministers and like church preachers. I think um, my style was, was probably inspired by. You know, some some of those guys somewhere. I down the line. I had a feeling that you were going to say that. Yeah.
0: To that question, and I, I I didn't I didn't know quite why I thought that, but I, I thought you would say that a, a Baptist preacher. Yeah, I think there.
1: there's something about uh, the placement of the breath that is taken. You know, which we we spoke about this before too. It's uh there's a point at which you know you can take a breath and. Articulate a sound, or you know, get a word or get a syllable out at the same time, and um, yeah, when, when you, it's like being underwater, and you come up and get to take that one breath of fresh air. It's like uh, it, it 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 fuels the fire for uh, a little bit of the way. You know what I mean? Um, from one breath, a, a a a minister or an artist like myself is able to you know speak and project for many more minutes before taking another breath. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, I was definitely inspired by by you know, church pastors and stuff like that.
0: When we talk about breathing, I've been thinking about pausing a lot, right? Because I'm right. working with Rakim on a book with him, and he talks about writing the rhymes out and planning where he's going to pause. Yeah. And I'd never heard an MC talk about, about that. Um, but you do you think about where you're gonna to pause to get the rhythmic uh, sort of explosion that you want?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I um, you know, if I write a verse or a song, uh, as I go over it in, in my head, you know, I'm, I'm making mental notes of, of where it's best to, to take a breath, you know, just to, to maximize, uh, I guess, the potential of, of said breath.
0: I think my favorite pause of yours um there's a line that I love and I and it's in my playlist of when I'm running, because it's an upbeat song, but you say, I'm a threat like alcohol, tobacco, and there's a little pause oh, and, yeah. it, and firearms. And yeah. it totally changes where you were where I thought you were going yeah. with the thought. And yeah. it's like, wow, like, you know, what I mean the pause makes the huge difference of it yeah. becoming two thoughts right. rather than just, you know, I'm a threat like the ATF. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. all right, that's a very simple thought. But when I thought you were going this direction, then you flip it, and it's like, it just explodes in the mind that much more. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a pause that was planned, or did that come out in the studio?
1: Um, it was, it was definitely uh, uh, planned. Like, that's, that's, that's the way that I write, you know, um... I want you know, there to be, I want you to think that the natural progression of what, what I'm saying or what I've written is one thing, and then you know, to wow you when you realize that, that you know, my, I intended something totally different. You know?
0: So when, when folks talk about black thought, there's generally two schools of thought. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's underrated. He should be rated higher than he is. Do you think you're one of the greatest of all time? Do you think that you are underrated?
1: uh, Today, I think I'm one of the greatest of all time. And, and, you know, sometimes I, I feel underrated, but when we get into ratings like I've never seen myself underrated you know what I'm saying like when people are ranking artists ranking MC's rappers of all time or you know dead or alive or whatever I'm you know I'm always in that top 10. So I mean I I I feel like that's not I mean there have been you know millions of I don't know millions but there have been so many other artists you know to, to have come before I came out and you know since I've been out here doing my thing. That um, yeah, I feel like that's a, a a great company to to sort of be in.
0: Are you still a fan of hip hop like you were when you were back in
1: Philly and, and, and trying to get in, or no. has your ardor cooled? Um it's no. cool. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of, of hip hop in that in that way. Um, you know, it's lost. Uh, it's it's luster. For, I don't, I'm I'm a, I'm a jaded sort of artist. Now, and, uh, you know, but that, I'm, a, I'm a champion of, of hip-hop and an ambassador of, of the arts, no less. Sure. You know, but, um, I mean, I don't know who, in your youth, the, you know, there, there's something to be said about about being introduced to something, like growing up with something. Sure. You know, with, uh, with the arts. Um, that uh, it, it always changes at some point. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, I wonder, yes, there's that, and, like, jazz could not continue to shock once its, it's lessons are yeah. taken into the culture. Rock and roll cannot continue exactly. to shock. And I think some of us are a bit surprised to get to, because we thought hip-hop would always be shocking. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. sure, you
1: know, those jazz guys and, and, you know, the people who were recording rock and roll when it was still, you know, awesome, <laughs> um, I'm sure they felt, you know, that it was something that would never end too. But at some point, it, it you know, it, it always. Fought, it, I don't know. It changes.
0: I mean, I, I, take it a step further, because the last, because because uh, the Roots had uh, an incredible man as their manager, Rich Nichols, yeah. who passed away a few years ago. But he's he's an incredible brother, brilliant, mm-hmm. um, and he the last sort of philosophical argument that I had with him. He was like, hip-hop is dead. And I'm like, how could you say that? And he was like, you know, its ability to shock is gone, and that is yeah. critical
1: to what it is. I so
0: do you agree that hip-hop is dead?
1: Yeah, hip-hop as we knew it, you know? Yes, I agree. I agree with, with Rich in that, you know, its, its ability to shock is, is gone. Um,
0: is, it, is, it, is there something that could be done to... Bring it back? Or, I mean, or are we talking about like, you know, the, the ability shock is gone, this thing is in the suburbs, like we got to
1: pick up something new and move on? Well, no, you know, the sad part about what can be done and, you know, what is being done to, to, to bring it back is just the, the state of affairs, you know, uh, the, 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 the socio political state of the world we live in and and conditions. I feel like that, you know, begat hip-hop in the beginning and that, you know, from that, whatever's going to be next is going to come. You know what I mean? Um, It'll be, it won't be, there'll never be hip-hop as you and I knew it in the 70s and 80s and 90s Mm. again. But, you know, hip-hop can still exist because the conditions that, you know, kind of called for there to be a hip-hop still exist.
0: I, I know there are things that I can do as a writer that I couldn't have done 15 or 20 years ago, things that I can convey. Mm-hmm. Um, are there things that you can do as an artist, as a rapper? And I mean, like, technically, not not that things have opened up because you're a star, but that things you've learned that you can convey now that you couldn't do 10 or 15 years
1: ago? Um, yeah, you know, I feel like I'm able to... Tap into a far more uh, uh, personal, vulnerable um, mortal you know side of myself as an artist now you know, than i than I was you know ten or fifteen or you know twenty years ago. You know, um, I feel like it, it it's something that has uh, evolved over time, and I feel uh, the ways in which I presented myself as an artist. Over time, have kind of uh, you know created uh, uh, not a demand, but you know almost like created a mystique where you know people who are, who are into me, or who are who who are fans of of, of the roots, uh, have kind of wanted to to wanted access into a different dimension of, of myself as as an artist. You know, so um, I don't know. I feel like it, where before or earlier in my career. Um, the the way I wrote, especially when talking about uh, the craft, was more just presenting myself as a uh, as the all powerful, you know, the, uh, um, almost as immortal. You know, um, now I feel like it's it's acceptable to deal with uh, uh, mortality. You were in that uh, James Brown movie that Chadwick Boseman <laughs>
0: starred as. James Brown, which was a fantastic film. I was. And there was a great moment when James is rehearsing the band. And he's like, and you had the trumpet, right?
1: Uh, not saxophone. I, was, saxophone. I was playing uh,
0: Pee Wee Ellis. And he's like, what, what are you holding? And you're like, is it? no, it's a drum. Yeah. Right? And you see James saw every instrument as a drum. And you yeah. could hear that. Um, and you know about that because when you get in the pocket and you get yeah. in the rhythm, you're one of the drums, you are a drum, yeah. right, within. So can you just convey sort of the feeling of what it's like to when you really get in the pocket and you're riding it and you're a drum within the sound, within the rhythm? I don't, I
1: don't know that I can, you know. Um, it's a feeling that's really hard to describe. Um, but you know, when, when you're there, you, you you know that you're there, and sometimes it's almost, you know, it's overwhelming. You know what I mean? Uh, the 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 It's just a feeling of, of satisfaction, a, a euphoric. Feeling of uh, I don't know. It's 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 hard to describe.
0: It seems from the outside like it might be like what athletes talk about when they get in the zone and they you know the basket is huge or yeah yeah you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. It's I, I, I think it's a lot like that. You know, like when you're in the zone, you kind of you kind of know it. How do you practice? <laughs> Your voice is killing. How do you? Pr- <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Nah, I'm sorry. i no, no, no. <laughs> So. Um, how do you how do you practice?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> they're better? they're better? I uh,
1: uh I don't I don't really practice. You know, I practice in, in real time. You know, I'm always actually recording something or actually you know writing for you know it's not really hypothetical. So uh, if I'm rehearsing, it's for something that uh, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be applying that rehearsal later that day or something. Sure. You know what I mean? um but yeah I, I i don't i don't really uh, rehearse in that way um i i have i've you know rehearsed i've practiced for thousands of hours but it's just something that i don't i don't do so anymore. at this
0: stage you know and i mean just practice in general for being an mc not for a specific oh well i mean you know
1: for being an mc you i mean you have to stay sharp you know what i mean you have to keep your so how do you do that um, um, you have to rap you have to do it you know you have to do it. Uh, you don't always have to be, you know, battling someone. But um, you know, friendly competition is, is is always good. It's good to you know surround yourself with with other like-minded artists who you kind of respect. Um. Yeah. To, to always be, you know. Always be creating. You know, that's 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 how I practice.
0: So, for the next generation of MCs, for the guys who aren't we haven't heard yet, but who are coming up, mm. what's the advice? What's the direction? What do you want to see out of them?
1: Um, you know, the I,
0: guys and women. That was not meant. Yeah, yeah, I know, I, I know what you
1: meant. I mean, you know, I, I would, I want them to be, uh, uh, I guess, fearless in their, in their, you know, creativity, um, and less concerned with uh, the trends. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah.
0: When you say fearless, that is really important. And that is a quality that you see over and over in so many MCs, mm. what they say, in you know how they present themselves. And I remember talking to KRS-One about these sort of things. And he said that a hip hop song is like a confidence sandwich, in that yeah. the listener will put it literally, figuratively, into their mouth, and repeat the words, and you build the confidence yeah. that the MC had, and then you're ready to go attack the game or your day yeah. or your workout or whatever it is. Do you? Do you are you talking about that same sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like at at its best, that's you know, that's how how it works. You know, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, you know your, your your music can, I mean, has the potential to become a confidence-affirming mantra. <laughs> what are some of your favorite words? I was thinking about uh, the word vehicular. For a while, I was I fixated on the word uh, obsidian, and uh, I used that you know, a couple years ago in uh, a freestyle. It's like you know, so, sometimes. What would you rhyme that with? Oh, man. It was in the verse that I used uh, when I was speaking at Harvard a couple years ago. I think I, I rhymed obsidian with.
0: Uh, what does eating healthy mean to you? dot com slash torre. thrivemarket.com slash torre. on March 16th 2000 two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta Jamil Alamine, a Muslim leader and former black power activist was convicted but the evidence was shaky and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial my name is Mosi Secret and when I started investigating this case in my hometown I uncovered a dark truth about America from Tinderfoot TV Campside Media and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: They're black as Obsidian, um, black as Oblivion, black as the sky, at midnight, out to Meridian, um, black as a portrait with Diddy, Tupac, and Biggie in, uh, black as the influence on the culture we're living in. So, all of that was just so I could use the word, obsidian. Obsidian. Oh,
0: yeah. Hell oh, yeah. What's the... Uh... Let me get one more. What's your, your top five all-time MCs?
1: Mm, top five all-time MCs for me? Um, Rakim, Cool G Rap, Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One, uh, Chuck D. In that order? Today. In yeah. that order, yeah. It, well, oh, no, in no particular order. No particular order. In no particular order. Um, yeah, today. You know, or uh, tomorrow, it might be uh, you know, Ice Cube, uh, Grandmaster Kaz, uh, you know, Kumo D. You know I mean? The, the, it's interesting that you are
0: still prizing the folks from that earlier generation, mm-hmm. which was a more monosyllabic, no internal rhymes, generally less complex, technically complex than the generation that you're part of, which is polysyllabic, internal rhymes, yeah. a lot of complexity.
1: Yeah, because I feel like uh, that's where, what it is that, that I do and what, what my you know, generation does yeah. sort of came from. So you know, I, I, when people ask me who my top five, who my top ten, it's always artists who kind of made me want to do what it is that, that I do.
0: The last thing, man, you are a superstar on television every <laughs> night. You know, you're like, yeah, the other day when I was speaking at Harvard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and and did you catch my HBO show, The Deuce? <laughs> uh, you know, what I mean, I was with the Dallas <laughs> Symphony, and and not saying these things uh, in any you know way, you know, any 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 non-humble way, but just. You're you're living large, and you came from the streets of South Philly, right? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. mean, like, do you do you ever say like, damn, like I have come a long
1: way? Yeah, I say that every day. I say that every day because I come from, you know, when I was a young person, when I was uh, 15 years old, for instance, I didn't, you know, there wasn't much that I believed or believed in, just because I, you know, I didn't have any, I didn't have a, a reason to, you know. Uh, if you would ask me what I was, what I saw myself doing at 25 or 30, when I was 15, I couldn't see myself, you know, still being here on this earth. Just because who 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 lived to be that old? Wow. You know, I show me five people from the neighborhood who are 30 and still here. And were your parents gone at that point? Well, my my father, both my parents were murder victims. <laughs> give, me, give, give me one second when he's heard about his father. Please. <laughs> no. Both, both my parents were murder murder victims. My father, uh, when I was super young, like uh, before I turned two, and my mother, uh, when I was 16 years old. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm thankful and and just grateful every day because I feel like, uh, you know, my trajectory was something totally different.
0: (laughs) Thanks, man. Thanks to Black Thought for a really candid, open, honest conversation that really helps me understand him and his art that much more. If you're wondering what's going on with some of those noises at the end, that was the Brooklyn Conference trying to play us off because Senator Gillibrand had to come on right after us. And I was trying to squeeze out a couple extra minutes. But it's amazing how sometimes when you get to know an artist better, their work becomes clearer to you on an even deeper level. Thank you for listening to Toray Show. I hope this conversation was valuable for you. If you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Toray Show. Stop by and say hi. And if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review. And tell a friend. Help me spread the word about the show. Toray Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Chris Colbert and Matt Ford. With help from Shelby Royston in association with Caden 13 Studios. We're beaming to you from the amazing borough of Brooklyn, baddest place in the world, and we will be back next Wednesday with more knowledge from successful folks because the man ain't shut us down yet. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight.